Just before we start the podcast, we would like to invite you to get a copy of our new book called Living From Your Art. You can find it on any Amazon platform. You will see it's a very bright colored orange and yellow uh, book cover and it was made for you artists because you help us live in a better world. We want to help you get more work. So thank you so much and let's start this podcast. Live on social media. Hey, long time no see, dear community on Facebook and YouTube. I'm so happy to be back. You know, some stuff happened in the lifetime, babies and moving and all of this stuff. But now we are back and we want to do plenty of interview. So I'm happy to, to see you, dear community, and to have tonight the wonderful Mary Beth Spanbank. It's so cool to have her. And, and yes, I can't wait to introduce her to you because I discovered this woman and she's an amazing human being. She wants to help. She is a teacher. She writes books. And that's why I have the green screen because I would want to show you the book uh, at some point. And uh, it was flaring because the book have green on it. So now I, I'm, I'm in front of my green screen. So you see the secret of the, this magical podcast. We can do it everywhere in the house with this green screen that is moving. So everyone, I'm Caroline Bernier-Dion, Caroline Bernier-Dion, and I'm doing this podcast to share the passion of puppetry and to put the follow spot on, on puppeteers, on puppet builder, ventriloquist, uh, teacher, people who use and love and enjoy puppetry in movies, in school, in wherever. And I want to have all the kind of puppeteers because this passion is so amazing. And I feel it's a lot of talent right there. And I just want to, to show it to the community, to you. So everyone, Please welcome and, and chat with us during the interview because we are live. So ask questions and be with us and say hi from where you are watching. And please welcome in the screen the magnificent Mary Beth. Ta -da! <laughs> what an introduction. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Caroline. Thank you to you and Eli for everything that you do for the puppeteering community and for puppets everywhere. Yay! Yeah, yeah. I, I want to put enthusiastic into that. And yes, it, it's a success. And with Eli, we can promote this. So Mary Beth, I'm so happy. I introduce you, but as I usually want, I love to hear the puppeteer introduce him or herself. Uh, in this case, into the community. So please do. Okay, well, thank you. Well, I am a long time teacher, teaching for literally decades. And I'm the mom of two beautiful grown kids. I also have a beautiful husband in heaven. <laughs> I have to mention him because he's so supportive, always so supportive of anything I do. And I'm also... A published author. I've written over 45 teacher resource books for large educational companies, as well as over 75 children's readers. So I have all of that. And um, when I was a very early beginning teacher, I began to experiment with bringing a puppet into the classroom. This was a time in education when 
things were very, things were opening up. In the, historically, in the 1960s and 1970s, education went, experienced a revolution where things were much more open and people were much, teachers were much more experimental with ways to include kids and their interests in how they developed curriculum and lessons and activities. And I always loved puppets ever since I was a very little girl. And so it just made sense that I would bring a puppet into my classroom with my kids. But the problem was I was such a new teacher and I didn't really have enough experience to know how to manage a puppet in the classroom with kids. And yeah. it turned into a big giant disaster with kids constantly fighting over the puppet and arguing and to the point where I tried all these different management techniques I had heard about and nothing worked. Mm. So I decided I would, I would take the puppet out of the classroom and not let them have the puppet. And what I did instead, I took the puppet home one day when I was teaching and I wrote a letter and I gave, and I addressed parts of the letter to each of my kids in my class. They were third graders. They were eight years old. They were not really little, eight years old. And so when I came back to school the next day, I had a box where I had her, it was her house. And I put the letters in the, in her house and the kids went to pull her out. They would run into the classroom to go get the puppet. And they found these letters and they were all confused. They were like, where is our puppet? And they started, I said, oh, looks like we each have a letter. A piece was uh, addressed to each of us. Oh. And it was from the puppet. And she wrote them a letter saying that it was a koala bear puppet. And she wrote them a letter saying that she was so sad that she was causing so much trouble in the classroom that she decided she was going to go back to her home where her family lives in Brisbane, Australia at the Lone Pine Koala Sanctuary, which is actually a real place. It's still operational today. And she said that she hopes that they would never fight and or argue again and that they would all get along. And I was, I, I just thought that'll be the end of it. Uh -huh. But the kids started talking and they, one little girl started crying and one little boy said, wait a minute, how did she get there all by herself? And another kid said, I saw a commercial. You're, you, you probably don't remember these, but th this other kid said, I saw a commercial where a koala bear got on a plane. They let koala bears go on planes. And so, so they were really upset that she left and they started writing her letters back and putting oh. them in the box. And so for the next couple months, they would write her letters and I would write back from her. And we, we were studying Australia at the time, which is why I got a koala bear puppet to begin with. And so she would tell us all about the different parts of Australia. Oh, wow. And then eventually one day, a long time, I let a long time pass. And then one day I put the puppet in the box again. And when they came in to see if she wrote them letters, they pulled the puppet out. And immediately they started arguing over the puppet, like, no, my turn, my turn. And then a little girl said, wait, if we do that again, she'll go away again. And they say, oh, okay. And then they monitored their own behavior. I didn't even have to say a word. They were careful with her. They shared her with each other. It was the best thing. And so in the ensuing years, I began developing other personalities with my kids in the classroom. Um. And it took a while for this to develop because it wasn't all at once and I didn't have anybody directing me. I was just experimenting, you know, and figuring things out as I went yeah. along. 
But what I learned, the most important thing that I learned was that if I had children in the class, you know, kids come to, the, come to school with interests and they're excited and they also have needs. They have needs and challenges and they're different and they're different from child to child and they're different from year to year. And so if kids in my classroom had different needs, what I would do is I would pretend the puppet had those same needs. Wow. So for example, if I had a child who was, let's say, troubled, and these are young children, you know, say kindergarten, first, second, third grade. If they were, if, if a child was troubled and unable to get along with kids and fighting on the playground, I would pretend that a puppet was going to come to our classroom, but kids, I don't know what to do. The puppet is fighting all the other pup, well, not all the other puppets. I had a, a bullfrog puppet made of construction paper. It wasn't fancy or anything, but I pretended that this, I said, we have a new puppet coming. It's a frog puppet who cannot get along with any of the other frogs in the pond, in pond school. And the principal called our principal and said, would you take Bully Bullfrog? But I don't know what we're going to do with Bully. I mean, what if he fights? We can't have him fighting here. And the the children or child or children with the aggression issue were the first to raise their hand and say, I know what to do. I know how to help him. And so then I would bring the puppet in and we would help the puppet acclimate and learn how to make friends and you don't kick people and you don't call them names. But the interesting thing about it was that the child who had whatever challenge it was or problem that we were working with, they were always the, the ones who were the most eager to help. Yeah, totally. Because they understood the problem. And it was a way to approach the problem without spotlighting the kid. Mm-hmm. That's so, so great. It's kind of like, you. I, I feel it's um, an aspect of your uh, passion of cherishing this, this art form. And I want to hear you on that, like, because I, I feel you, you discover how to manage the puppet in the classroom and you learn by yourself. But, but what makes this art an art that you cherish? Well, I like to write and I like puppetry for the same reasons. Mm. When I was very young, I was good at writing. I mean, little kid, I was good at writing. And it dawned on me, I went to very, very strict schools. We weren't allowed to speak. They, were, they had very large classrooms. But I learned that the way I had power and the way I had freedom was in writing. I thought I can, I remember the moment I thought I can put those words anywhere I want. I'm in charge of the words. Mm -hmm. And it was fun and creative. And it was, you know, I could do anything I wanted with that. And the same was true for play and puppetry. I, because I was the one animating the puppet, I could do anything I wanted with the puppet. And so there was a, there was, there's a sense of, not in a bad way, but there's a sense of power in that and, yeah. and openness and creativity. And I, I, I like doing very funny things and warm things. And one of the biggest reasons I like using puppets is because it makes me happy. Mm. And, you know, it's a great tool to use with kids and all that, but I'm there too. I'm in this communication connection too. And if I'm not enjoying myself, or if I find it to be boring or a drudgery or anything like that, that's no fun for me. And I like feeling good. And I like 
going to school excited, like, oh, I knew we were going to pull out the puppet today. And, you know, what were the kids going to say? I wasn't even sure what the puppet was going to say. So was that there was that freedom and creativity and fun and playfulness about it. And the other thing about puppets is that I found that they were androgynous in the sense that boys and girls, everybody, everybody would be equally attracted to them. Uh-huh. There's also, and Jim Henson, not that I'm equating myself with Jim Henson, by the way, but when I read his biography, he said that he had a lifelong uphill battle with convincing people that puppets were not just for small children. Mm-hmm. Which is why he did movies like The Dark Crystal. Mm-hmm. And I began doing workshops for teachers to teach them what I knew because I thought it was so fabulous. And there was a woman, a teacher, who came to my group in my school district and she taught high school and she said I'm not really here for my high schoolers I'm here because I teach a Sunday school class to little kids but then as she got as we got going she thought hmm I wonder if it would work with the older kids and so she invited me to come to her high school classroom and we made puppets and the kids animated their own puppets that's another aspect when kids make their own and animate them and use them interact with your puppet the, the um, issues that the high schoolers had were different from mm. kindergarten children, yeah. obviously. You know, one puppet, one puppet had an alcoholic father. Another mm. puppet, you know, was uh, into drugs. And even though that sounds scary, those are issues that older kids really, really deal with. And so, again, it's a way to explore these things without delving into the child's themselves, you know? Yeah, yeah. Totally. It puts it like sort of a safety layer. You can discuss these things. Now that was many years ago. Maybe nowadays it's more, it's easier. Maybe, you know, there's more education about doing this, but back then there wasn't. Uh It's so you use it as a tool and you, you also disseminate this talent and this expertise to other teacher. And I, I feel when I saw this, I received it by the mail before a present for my girl. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. And and it's funny because I know this is not ed- in edition anymore, but it's I, I feel it's it's really interesting to show it because it's like the letters you learn the letters, but you have also a puppet for each letter, and yeah. you can uh, do stories, and it's so amazing. And I want to hear you, Mary Beth, on the aspect of like the training for like let's say a teacher listen to us today and you say oh that's interesting what i can do to to train myself to do that or to bring this expertise and make fun uh, make some fun going on in my classroom we have a a, a a place or what what is the best field of study for this well in working with teachers for many years because i started teaching a class i called teaching with puppets or puppets with a purpose i think in my school district and then for a while i worked for a teacher speakers bureau and i went out across the united states and taught this same workshop and what i learned when you when you uh, teach the same thing over and over again you learn that there's patterns in people's excitement and also in their hesitation like what are they worried about? And teachers love the idea of using puppets. It sounds like fun, but they're uncomfortable with giving a puppet a voice mm. in front of kids because most teachers are not ventriloquists yeah. and they feel 
they feel silly or they feel just plain old uncomfortable. In fact, I had one teacher who taught a room full of three-year-olds and she said, I'm a, I feel uncomfortable in front of the kids. I said, they're three years old. She said, I know, but I have a teacher assistant and she'll see me. So oh. people felt uncomfortable with that. So one of the things I did to begin to start them off yeah. in the would be to, you don't even need a voice. You can have a puppet whisper in your ear. You can have a puppet say you have a dog puppet, for example, you can have a puppet that just barks and then you say, oh, okay, this is what you want to do. And so you can interpret that for the kids. But uh -huh. the ultimate thing is that kids don't care. Kids don't care if you, if, if you're, if your mouth moves or not, they don't pay any attention to you. And in fact, the Muppeteers from Sesame Street, they used to go out, you know, they, their puppets were very large puppets and they used to go out sometimes into the streets of New York, for example. And kids would come up and see the big puppets like Elmo and, and all of those. And those Muppeteers were not ventriloquists. They were not mm -hmm. on camera. They didn't have to be. And the kids never looked at the never looked at the Muppeteer. All yeah. just looked, they just, there's such a um suspension of disbelief, I guess you could say, with kids, or they suspend their belief. I'm not sure which. Yeah. No, it's a toy. They know yeah. it's, I let the kids hold the, hold my puppets. I let them take them home with them and come back and tell tell me what they did. You know, they we, they used to have these journals where they would take the puppet home and bring it back and tell me what they did all weekend. So they know it's a toy. They know it. They're not confusing it with it being a, a, a live creature. Uh-huh. But they're so eager to play. The other thing about being a teacher or a parent, by the way, with a puppet, when you use a puppet, kids automatically know you get them. They mm -hmm. automatically, you automatically, just by the act of picking up a puppet and playing with it, kids trust you because you're on their wavelength. Yeah. They're eager to, they're eager to play back. There's no hesitation on their part whatsoever. They don't think it's funny or dumb or anything like that. They, so... I don't mean funny, haha. I mean odd, funny. <laughs> They're eager to jump in. Um, as far as for like you know, um, formal training, my under I have two degree, two college degrees. One in my undergraduate degree is in communication, and my graduate degree is in elementary education. Now, in um, neither one of those settings did they talk about puppets ever, really. Mm -hmm. um, but. Nowadays, especially, and back then also, but they didn't really label it as such. They talked about the importance of social emotional growth and awareness yeah. in schools and with kids, that it's not just an intellectual pursuit, that you have a social, you know, we're social creatures and you're acclimating kids to a society and in ways to help them get along, to listen to each other, to validate each other. And puppets can very much be used for that. One of the little tricks I have with kids is if I'm working with a group of five-year-olds, my puppet is always younger than the kids. Always. Uh -huh. The puppet's three years old. Yeah. And the, the puppet always lives somewhere else. That we don't see the we don't see the puppet's parents or the puppet's friends or teachers or anything, but the puppet can come into our classroom. And by the way, classroom could be homeschooling, it could be in a brick and mortar classroom, it could be online. I've taught kids online for years with puppets. So yeah. any of the, you know, the setting really doesn't matter, but the puppet can come and talk about his best friend. We never meet the best friend, but yeah. the puppet can talk about the best friend or the mom. You know, my mom makes me go to bed earlier than all my other friends. That's not fair. No fair. 
you know, and, and things like that. And so we can talk those things out in the group and help the puppet. And sometimes you can deal with uh, issues that are big in life. You know, sometimes kids carry a heavy suitcase. Many yeah. years ago, I had a little boy in my kindergarten class whose mother was very ill with cancer. And when he was in first grade, she actually did pass away. So it was a very serious situation. Mm. And I pulled him aside and I said, you know, sweetheart, if you ever need to talk to me, you know, but kids don't necessarily, it depends on the kid, but this kid was not interested in talking to me about it. And so I thought, what can I do with a puppet that would not seem frivolous or, you know, or would not seem flip or disrespectful? I want yeah. to so I pretended that the puppet came in one day and was very sad because his mother was very sick and he didn't know what to do. He, he wanted so hard to help his mom, but he didn't know what to do. And that kid raised his hand and said, I know, let's make cards for your mother. So all the kids in the class made cards for the puppet's mother. Mm. Little, I said, you know, I pulled the boy aside and said, would you like us to make cards for your mom? He said, yes. Now that didn't prevent the mom it didn't prevent the mom from being ill, certainly, and from passing. It didn't prevent that tragedy. But at least everybody rallied around him. He had a supportive community. We were able to do a little teeny tiny something to empower that child. And yeah. I think that those things help. Yeah, this is so amazing. I'm really touched by, by your storytelling. Also, it's so perfect. And I want also to hear you on on this aspect of like, what makes it different? Like, it's so interesting because this puppet brings a, a face to a reality. It's kind yes. of like it's 3D uh, stuff going around and emotion and stuff. But I want to hear you as you are trained in communication. What is this aspect that puppets bring into the communication? Uh, different than if you you do let's say a draw on, on what you you feel or uh, let's say if people write a, a poem or uh, different aspect of, of, of the communication but what what makes puppet different well i think the everything is all those different aspects are important and they're good i think the difference for me with the puppet is the interactivity you know the the the, the talking back and forth with the puppet And also, I learned through the years, I'm still learning using with puppets with kids, is to be non-judgmental and empathic. And so if you have a puppet, for example, who has difficulty getting along with friends, some kids might say, well, that's a bully. That puppet's a bully. And, or, you know, that puppet's mean. And so you might say, hmm, okay, that puppet's mean. You know, let's talk about why would somebody be like that? And uh -huh. so, so that's something that you can, it's not exactly the same creative expression as a drawing or something else. I mean, the, all the other mediums are great. All the mediums are great. But the thing with the puppet is that you can talk with the puppet. You can talk about the puppet. You can talk with the puppet. Yeah. And you can even see progress with the puppet in other words the puppet can progress in its understanding of whatever it is that you're talking about yeah sometimes it's just sometimes it's just you know fun things or it's academic things the puppet might you know some children we talk about for example reading is so important with kids yeah I've spent, i feel like i've spent a lifetime helping kids learn to read but reading is not fun for every kid sometimes it's painful 
and it's uncomfortable. And right off the bat, you know, they're four or five years old and all of a sudden they feel like they're behind everyone else. No matter how much a parent or teacher tries to support them and say, we each move at our own rate, kids look at each other and they have a yardstick out and they measure themselves against the other kids, whether or not we say a word about it. It's just uh -huh. sort of a human, a human thing like that, you know? Um, but if that same child is struggling with reading can help the puppet learn to read. Yeah. And suddenly that child feels competent and helpful and is, is not going to call the puppet dumb because the puppet can't read because that child knows what that struggle is like. Mm -hmm. So that, that's another thing I've done is, you know, have kids pull kids aside and say, you know, gee, we're having, I'm having such trouble getting Pinky the mouse to finish work that we're doing every day. And this is, of course, like a child who's having trouble finishing the work. Do you think you could sit down with Pinky at your desk? Now, this is not playtime. You have to help Pinky do the work. Do you think you could sit down and play, you know, sit, sit at your desk and help Pinky do uh, the work that she didn't do yesterday? And I said, it's a big job. And, you know, she's going to want to run around the classroom, but she's got to sit and do the work. She's trying. We're trying to get her to learn to read. Can you help? Do you think you can help? And always, always, they, I'll help. And wow. I had one little guy who was day after day doing nothing and, and handed me a whole folder full of work that the puppet did. <laughs> the same work he didn't do the day before. <laughs> then the other kids would say, well, that's not fair. How come he gets to do that? We want to do it too. So everybody wants to do, everybody wants a chance. Yeah. So, so it's, it's um, there's so many little strategies and things like that that are very rewarding to do with kids. And puppetry... It's so creative because it gives you so many opportunities to help kids gain skill and competence and a sense of self without yeah. telling them they're great. They already, you know, they can help that puppet do, do something that they weren't able to do before. They know, they feel good about that. Yeah, they, like it's funny because you, with the puppet, you can like touch their sense of help. They yes. want to help, and this is this is so amazing. Everybody, yeah. everybody wants to help. It feels good to help. So yes, so uh, that that's that's what I found um, to to engage the children as problem solvers. This puppet has this problem. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do, guys? What you know? Do we have any suggestions or ideas? And we would brainstorm ideas and then try them out. Yeah, this is amazing, and the the crowd react to this. We have Tina who say, "Love the idea. Use puppet. The puppet learns to read. You read my mind. This is so cool." <laughs> well, the other thing is that teachers are very busy. They're inundated with things to do and things to learn, and you know, it's a very, very, very big job. It took me about ten years to figure out to feel at least some level of comfort with it. But yeah. puppets are something that you can bring along with whatever you're already doing. And they're yeah. no cost or low cost. I've had puppets that, you know, you can stick googly eyes on a little craft stick and you've got a puppet and kids will listen to it. It yeah. doesn't matter. You can have a big elaborate puppet. You can have any type of puppet. And as long as you give it a personality, kids will respond to it. Yeah. And no cost, low cost. And you can just bring it along with whatever you're doing. Use it as much or as little as you want in the classroom. Sometimes teachers say, I don't know how to begin. I say, just hold a puppet as the children come in your classroom or, you know, or online or whatever. Just hold the puppet and just 
say good morning and that's it just, just start with that and see the kids reaction to that yeah yeah it's really a, a learning curve and you you yeah. learn by trying it as you have done to try and try over and over and and find what works and you can have some tricks with with Maribeth I want to hear you Maribeth on on your project also because that's that's the place to promote also uh, <laughs> your puppet stuff so so well, what just, are your project I'm sorry Caroline when I was um when I was working with teachers trying to help them to use puppets, a lot of them, they, they had to do it during the course of the, of the workshop. I mean, yeah. in other words, if I, if it was a, if it was a setting where they went back to their class and we met the next week, they had to try it out. Every single teacher said it worked. Everyone. I never had anybody say it didn't work. They were surprised. They were shocked, but few teachers continued to do it after that when the workshop was done. Some did, but more than not did not. So what I did was I decided I would create an online presence called Learning with Puppets, and I would create uh, puppet videos with follow-up printable activities for kids. So teachers could show or parents could show the kids these very short little videos, three to five minutes long, and then have follow-ups for, for them. Those were for people who didn't really want to pick up a puppet. They weren't comfortable, but they love the magic of puppetry. Yeah. And I also created a course called Teaching with Puppets, and a book that I wrote, an entire book about all the things we're talking about called, uh, it's, a, it's a Teaching with Puppets manual. And so right now I'm in the process of putting all of that in my membership uh, called Learning with Puppets. So some of the, some of the resources are do-it-yourself resources, mm -hmm. and some of them are what we call done for you. You know, they're all there. They're all, you don't have to pick up a puppet. You don't have to do anything. Just show them the video and follow up like, with that. So uh, th that's what I'm, you know, in the middle of working on now. Yeah. So we can't wait to see that. It's it's so, so cool. And and people, like if people want to know more, because we see the the crowd is, is saying, like we have uh, the art of handmade dolls say, yes, I'm learning start with one puppet and, and I think people want to to have your resource so where they could find it well they can go right it's it, I'm in the process of populating the membership but in yes. the meantime they can just go to my website which is learningwithpuppets.com and they can pick up there's free resources there's a free book on how to use puppet it's a little it's a, sh a short book it's fun it's just a little fun read it has a little mini poster in it for how to uh questions to ask children before and after they read and it also has a sample puppet video a link to a puppet video so they can see what the videos are like so um you know that that can get people started and then yeah. the membership is going is due to open the membership part of it is due to open very soon yeah so we we will uh, we will wait for this but let's see your website first and, and have a have some fun and I, yeah i really can't say enough about how powerful puppets are and how much fun they really made me look forward to each i mean i love teaching but it's exhausting <laughs> and there were some days like ah, but it really made it, it gave me incentive it, it freshened my desire to be with the kids and and it's just so much darn fun that I looked forward to it every single day oh and here a quick story quick story yeah go for it when my when my um children I have two young adult children 
when they were born, I left the classroom full time and I began writing more at home. I, I, I wrote for many years at home. I also went into their classrooms. So anyway, fast forward. Now my son is, say, 25 years old. And I went into a local sandwich shop in the neighborhood where, you know, where they grew up and a young man was making the sandwiches. And I said, oh, you know what? You look just about my son's age. I'm wondering if you went to his school. And sure enough, not only did they go to the same high school, but they graduated together. And he said, I know your son. I know James. I said, oh, you do? And he said, yes, I know you too. I said, and I didn't, I didn't recognize him. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I said, my kids brought so many friends over to the house. I don't, rec I, I don't remember. I, you have to forgive me. And he said, I, was, I never came to your house. I said, oh, then how do you know me? He said, because when James and I were in kindergarten, you came in with the puppet one day into their classroom. I did it one time, once. And he remembered, he said, it was, I remember it was a little bear puppet. It was my koala bear puppet. So imagine if that child's teacher or their teachers had you his teachers had used puppets through the years how much of an impression that can make on a child if he remembered one time from 20 years earlier it's it was just it almost brought tears to my eyes i was like holy macaroni <laughs> this is such a, a great story and that's true it makes impression on on kids and it could carry they could carry that for their life so Yes. It's so amazing. We have Tina who say, I wish that all the teachers out there would join and learn about it. So cool. That's true. Mary Beth, it was a pleasure to talk with you. And, and yes, keep going on, on your writing and stuff. I feel you, you inspire a lot of people. Oh, thank you. And yes, you are a puppeteer by this I'll, I feel you're really a, a practitioner of this art form. So that's why There's, you have your spot. Oh, I'm sorry, Carolyn. You can't go wrong with, you can't make a mistake. You cannot make a mistake with it. It's just play. It's yeah. just playing and you cannot make a mistake. Uh, so cool, Mary Beth. So as I said, you have your spot into the Puppet Podcast because you are a real practitioner of, Thank you of so this much, art Mary. form. So cool, yeah. And and yes, Tina, one more info. So can we get more info to share with friends, like uh, to share your website? So maybe can you say it again? Yes, it's learningwithpuppets.com. Yeah. And my email is marybeth at learningwithpuppets.com. Yeah. B-E-T-H. Well, I guess my name is right there. Is right, right, right Fine. below. I know we went a little over. Do you have time to meet my one of my puppets? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's let's do it. Let's go over. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you how I introduce a new puppet so people watching can see. And I always, no matter the puppet, I always hit. I always pretend that the puppet is afraid to meet the kids. Not every time. In other words, once I have a puppet personality going, I don't pretend every time I bring it out that they're afraid. But I pretend initially that the puppet, yeah. no matter the puppet, that the puppet is always afraid, okay. just like young children are afraid. Initially. Yeah. But then when it, when the session is over, it's time to do something else. The puppet doesn't want it to end, just like young children don't want to go home. They don't want to leave the park. They don't want to leave the swimming pool or the beach, you know? So 
the I have my puppet replicate a lot of little children behaviors, especially when I'm working with little kids. So I have one of my favorite puppets here. Come here, Beanie. I'm afraid. It's it's okay, Beanie. I'm afraid. What if they don't like me? They'll like you, Beanie. Don't worry. Okay. So this is this is Beanie Bichon. She's a folk manis puppet. I don't build puppets or anything like that. And Beanie, uh, I did get permission from folk manis. They make wonderful puppets to use my puppets in my efforts, in my, all my efforts. So, okay, Beanie, come on up. You want me, Carol? Beanie, what what is on your face? It's my mask. Oh. First of all, that's not how you wear a mask, silly. And we can't even see your face. That's the idea. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to, no. Yeah. It's, it's okay. It's okay. It's so don't worry. My foot is beating. I know. It's okay. Look, look, here's Caroline. Look. Hello, Beanie. Hello. That's Caroline. Hello, Caroline. Hello, Beanie. You don't even need a mask. Puppets don't even need masks. How are you? I'm good. And you, Beanie? I'm fine. I was a little nervous, but I'm okay now. You're very oh. beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Minnie. <laughs> I love you. Yeah. What's what? Oh, Beanie wants to know if she can show you a toy she just got. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, just a minute. <laughs> this is Beanie's new toy. Oh. <laughs> it's jelly. Get it? Jelly Beanie. Oh, Shelly, go ahead. Okay, now go back. Beanie! <laughs> you don't throw your toys. Don't you know how to take care of your toys? I know. I hardly know anything. I'm only two. <laughs> One. Two. <laughs> okay, Beanie, I think it's time now to say goodbye. Yeah. She used up all my time. <laughs> well, you know, Caroline has to go and the people have to go and it's time for us to go. No, 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 no. Ah! Be, be, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Here, wait, wait. It's okay. Here. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Don't cry. It's it's the end of the, the podcast. So. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay, Beanie. Beanie, maybe we can come back again. Yay! <laughs> yeah, Beanie, we love to have you on the spot and and to inspire, <laughs> to do to bring puppet into classroom. I feel we we hit a lot of people right there. She can't do it without me. Yeah, that's true. You are essential. You are essential service. <laughs> I am. I am. Okay. Goodbye, Beanie. Goodbye. Bye. Caroline, thank you so, so, so much. I so appreciate it. it. It's it's wonderful. I always love your story and I feel you are a great storyteller. So that's why we need to have you on the show. So everyone say bye to Mary Beth. I will like put you out of the screen, but stay there in the virtual studio. We could chat after this. I will. Thank you again so much. We went a little over and I appreciate you. I just have so many stories. I just... You are a storyteller, and this is wonderful. This makes you successful, I, I, I feel. 
Thank yeah. you. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye, Mary Beth. Jew! Everyone, thank you so much for watching. This is so inspiring. And I feel we, we learned so much from Mary Beth tonight. So everyone, stay tuned. We have wonderful stuff coming around. Uh, some some podcasts for sure, but also we have uh, our Patreon. If you don't know our Patreon community, you can join and have wonderful workshop. So uh, yeah, just have a look on this. We we got a workshop this weekend, but we have many about building puppet, about uh, promotion, about uh, yeah manipulation, performing puppetry. So everyone, feel free to use our resource. So everyone, I'm so happy to, to share this passion and I will say good night and stay tuned for another episode of the Puppet Podcast. Bye-bye.